back with you. Hour number two. It's the Plank Show hanging out at one of our favorite places. It might be our favorite place, though that might hurt a feeling or two out there. But <laughs> Cavens Group, uh, where we hang out every Thursday, joined by Gary Cavens right now. Gary, first off, uh, good morning. Thank you for, for having myself out. Uh, how's everything going? It's going outstanding. Thank you so much for coming out. You know, I know Plank's on vacation. Right? He is. What he says is a vacation. He treats vacations different from the rest of us, though. Plank going on vacation is like, oh, my goodness, I have to go on this uh, cross-country road trip with a family. It's It sounds less like a vacation when you talk to, to Plank. <laughs> Hopefully nobody's listening right now while they're in the car together. But, yes, no, uh, uh, his wife may be getting him. Um, no, uh, you know, that's, I'm, I'm super excited that you're here for sure. You know, we've been doing this a long time now. I feel like it's, what are we about five years, six years? Yeah. It's, uh, dangerous, right. To talk about how, how long, <laughs> how many years have gone by, but just generally speaking, Gary, how's everything going? I know you guys stay busy. So how are things? Things are going great. You know, we're doing a lot of, um, mold investigations and remediations. We're dealing with some fires. Um, we're dealing with some water losses, um, that are, some plumbing lines have broken some properties, so we're doing a little bit of everything right now, which is good. I mean, good for us, not good for necessarily sure. the customers. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that since we do emergency construction, water, fire, mold, um, storm damage, and uh, crime scene, and all that kind of stuff, you know, we never show up on anybody's best day, um, and our team knows that. But we're here to help 24-7, 365, and, you know, it's, it's like uh, Plank always says, and and Steely always says, you know, program that number in your phone because you never know when you're going to need us, and it's good to have it. So all you have to do is go to Cavens and hit that, you know, hit that contact on your phone, and and it calls us when you need us because you're never gonna you're never gonna think about a solution in an emergency like that. So it's always good to be prepared, and so that's why we say put the phone number in there: four zero five five seven three three zero four eight. In Tulsa, it's nine one eight two eight two. 7612. Just program it in, and then uh, that takes the panic, at least some of it, away. Because, and I think of, you know, I think of water removal. I mean, all of a sudden, pipe burst, and, and it's time to act. It and is. you, you want to have that number programmed in. 100%, because, you know, uh, a lot, we deal with a lot of commercial properties and a lot of businesses. Um, and we deal with municipalities, and we deal with uh, banks, and we deal with industrial complexes and we deal with um, property management companies and you know it's always it's always a business and you know hitting that button and making that call as quick as possible mitigates the damage that it's going to cause to your property whatever's going on and what you have to think about is it's affecting your business and it's affecting your bottom dollar line and we understand that and um, you know we've really moved uh, we do residential mold water fire but that's 10% of what we do. 90% of what we do is commercial, um, and it's because we want to make sure that we're available and focused to help those businesses get back up as quickly as possible uh, because we do understand it uh, It affects you. It affects your business. Um, you know, in some situations, the longer you're down, it you could put you out of business. Sure. And so, you know, making that call and getting moving on it as fast as possible is really important. I Sometimes I have people call me, and they're like, well, I've got this problem. I've got the water shut off, but, the build, you know, the building's flooded, but I want to wait till my insurance gets some. Involved. Well, you can't, 
100%. But the problem is, is that water is causing more and more damage and it's probably causing mold, um, starting microbial growth and problems like that. So moving on it quickly is important um, because you want to get that, you know, get your property back where you can run your business um, and be profitable as quick as possible. And that's what we're here for. And I see it day in and day out. Uh, I see it affect businesses. I see it affect um business owners, um, employees, and everybody. And, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to help um, make that process easy, simple, um, as we can with that process, and and help um, you get back into business as quickly as possible. And, you know, the great part about Cavens is we're local. Um, we serve all of Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, North Texas, but we're a local Oklahoma company. And, you know, we're uh, the money you spend with us it's going back to the community. Um, we actually have a big announcement coming up. Um, I, you know, we um, can't say too much. I right? can't say too much, uh, but we have a sponsorship coming up that's uh, big for the community, and we're excited to be part of it. You know, I'm even a member of the local United Way board, um, and you know, we're we're always looking to give back to the community and help the community. So, you know, when you go to those national chains, they're not giving back to the community. They're not on the local boards. They're not helping the community grow and helping the community with, the, you know, their kids' t-ball games, with the, the, the high school sports, the, um, you know, and just the, the community as a whole, all the foundations and everything that's in the community. And so, you know, when you pick up that phone and you pick up and you dial a national a national company, that money is going out of state and it's going to a national company. When you pick up the phone and dial a local company, that money's staying in the community. And, you know, that's one thing that we at Cavens have um, really put the mo- our money where our mouth is. Mm-hmm. You know, we've given back at this point in time, we finally reached uh, half a million dollars back to the community in the last four years. That's amazing. It, it is amazing. And, you know, that's important for me and Jessica that we want to give back to the community. We want to help the community that, you know, has helped us, too. You know, it's it's a uh, we look at it as, you know, we want to give back and we want to help the community grow and help the community where they need help. And, you know, same same. We want the community to help us when they need help. Sure. We're, we're here to help them. Um, and it's just not going out of state to California or to, you know, a, a different state where, you know, where their corporate headquarters are for those national brands. And we have the equipment and the ability to handle any size loss, um, whether it's a school, uh, a four-story building, a seven-story building. I've res- we've responded to seven-story buildings. We've responded to schools. We've responded to um, four-story buildings. When it comes to water loss and those kind of emergencies, we have the skills, we have the ability, we have the equipment, and we're here to help. And, you know, we spend a lot of time cross-training and developing our guys. You know, me and Jessica are in school all the time, Jessica VT, not Jessica C. <laughs> uh, but we're in school all the time, learning, um, continuing education, and developing because this industry is always changing, and there's always stuff, that you know, new stuff. And we make a huge investment in equipment to help with water, uh, with water losses, with fire, with mold, and all that. And you, you got to remember that, you know, it's important um, to document everything to in a situation like that because the insurance is always you know how much i hate to say this but you know i think 90 percent of people on the other end of the radio would agree with me right now the insurance is always out for itself they really are they're a for-profit business and uh, they want to make a profit and if you know your loss 
cuts into their profits, period. It really does. And so that's important why, you know, it's to document everything, have all the documentation, build it out so that, you know, when it comes, you have all the proof and all the documentation. So it's good to go through your house and shoot a video and make pictures once a year or every six months. And it's good to do that, too, with uh, businesses, too, because you forget about the little things. You know, paper clips add up. Pencils add up. Yes. It all adds up at the end of the day. But after a fire, you're not thinking about those things. Um, and that's why it's important to hire, you know, a professional company to come in and help with that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's also p- important to be proactive and s- try to document stuff, you know, quarterly um, on your end to make sure that, you know, you have all this stuff documented so you know what's going on. Because I can promise you, if you have a fire, thinking about the miscellaneous stuff. Yeah, you're not thinking, not about, thinking about it. And you're going to sit down to make a list for the insurance company of everything you've lost. And you're going to miss a lot of things. So it's important to, you know, really kind of go through, shoot a video, shoot some pictures quarterly of your properties, whether it's water loss, fire loss, uh, tornado, storm damage, any of that kind of stuff. I think it's important to do that for sure. Well, we will be anxiously awaiting the big announcement. And I love, uh, you know, just one final question. And then uh, just before we get you out of here, I love that the mission statement for you guys, I mean, you back it up with what you give back to the community. It's not just... It's not just put it in the mission statement. You do care about giving back to the community. But one final question on the roofing side. Severe weather, there's not really an off-season to that typically in the state of Oklahoma. But as we get into late August, September, October, that's a good time, right, to to get the, the roof inspected as maybe the temperatures start cooling down a little bit? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's always good to have your roof inspected a minimum of once a year just to make sure that there's, you know, nothing going on with it. We have a lot of wind storms. We have a lot of directional rainstorms. Um, we have the Oklahoma heat. We have a lot of elements in Oklahoma that can affect your roof, um, you know, and, and, and a roof is, you know, a roof on your home is tar-based majority of the time, um, and there's sealants and other things that can go bad on it. They'll cause leaks around pipe jacks, chimneys, and all other kinds of different areas. So it's good to have it just checked out once a year, make sure everything's going, everything's good. Um, a lot of times, you know, you're having it checked out not necessarily for replacement, which has become more common in the last several years, you know, hey, I need my roof checked out for replacement. But sometimes it's good just to have it checked out and make sure all those sealants and everything are good on it. It doesn't need some more, you know, minor repairs to keep. For the big one. Yeah, well, and also to keep the water out because if the water gets in there, then before you know it, you got mold growing on your ceiling and you got a health issue. Sure. And and that's the same on your residential house or your uh, commercial building or anything like that. You know, being in the environmental side, we see so many different things and we do water intrusion investigations and uh, fire investigations and mold investigations. And um, we investigate whether buildings have been used as meth labs or drug labs too. Um, So our testing side, our investigation side does all this too. So those are other services that we can do for you on the front end also. Um, And, you know, one thing uh, by allowing us to do all that training and everything, we understand how important it is to fix a roof leak um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've seen it. Exactly. And a lot of people out there, you know, they're looking for roof replacements, a lot of the roofing companies. But sometimes you just need a little help to keep it from leaking to cause some issues down the road. And we can help with that, too. And I can tell you, uh, Mr. Mr. Helmer, my pops, uh, a very satisfied customer with uh, Cavens. He called Cavens Group and uh, had nothing but nice things to say about Chris and uh, all the roofing guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so glad that he was happy with everything and uh, Chris and them just 
do an outstanding job, and uh, Chris really uh, makes it his personal mission to strive to help everybody um, as much as possible. And um, he's got an amazing heart and does amazing things, and he comes to me all the time, and he's like, you know, this lady, this bad thing happened to this lady. What can we do for her, you know, and, and stuff like that. And, and you, can't, you can't teach that, right? I mean, no, you, you either have that type that. of person uh, working for you or you don't. So. That's right, 100%. Well, Gary, hey, uh, thank you so much. We appreciate getting to be out here at Cavens Group always and uh, appreciate your partnership. And we'll be we'll be keeping the eyes and ears peeled for a big announcement in the near future. Yeah, we're super excited about this one. Um, we're, we're, you know, it goes back to giving back to the community and, and helping the community. And this is something that uh, we're excited to be part of to uh, – you know, and uh, we're excited to bet. we're excited to get to announce it. Hopefully, next week when everybody's here, we'll be able to go ahead and move forward with that. That'll be good. Yes. Plank will get back from uh, what we hope is actually a vacation, and uh, <laughs> he can celebrate with you guys. I'm sure he'll have a lot of stories. For indeed, us. indeed. Gary, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, Josh. We're taking a timeout. Hour number two. A uh, little recruiting talk. We we dip the toes in the Williams Winery water. We'll uh, we'll jump headfirst in on the other side. Gary, thank you so much, and uh, take it to you. Hour number two rolls on next right here. It's the Plank Show. Back with you after this. Hour two, it's the Plank Show rolling on right here from Cavens Group. Josh Elmer alongside Travis Davidson. Yes, there will be williams Winery conversation. First things first, you're probably seeing this on the old social media as well. This, uh, not to spend a ton of time on this, but this is just kind of an amazing, staggering figure. This is from uh, Billy Walter's book. Phil Mickelson allegedly made over $1 billion in bets and attempted to gamble on a Ryder Cup that uh, he was playing in. What do you make of that? Um, I would I would be shocked if he didn't. I'll put it that way. I'll be <laughs> shocked if he didn't. I think if you just pulled the American public and said, you know, has – Phil Mickelson gambled on a Ryder Cup that he was in, and has he gambled over a billion dollars in wagers? I, I think that would. I think the common public would just say, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right." I mean, does anything surprise you about gambling anymore, Josh? Not necessarily. L- listen to a couple of these. This is, uh, I guess, some of the notes from the book. Phil Mickelson bet one hundred ten thousand dollars to win one hundred thousand, a total of one thousand one hundred fifteen times between two thousand ten and two thousand fourteen. On eight hundred fifty-eight occasions, he bet two hundred twenty thousand to win two hundred thousand. And let's see here: in two thousand eleven alone, he made three thousand one hundred fifty-four bets, an average of nine per day. And on one day. In June of 2011, uh, 43 bets on Major League Baseball games resulting in $143,500 in losses, which, according to the way that he was gambling, uh, that's, I guess, not that big of a loss for him if he made 43 bets. Yeah, I mean, are, are we shocked as to why he uh, he needed some of that live money? I mean, well, it's adding up, right? Yeah, well, quite literally, yes. <laughs> it is absolutely adding up and but that's the thing it's i mean a lot of those guys gamble a lot like a lot of golfers a lot of golfers they they need something on the line and then i mean it's the natural you know it's it, it it's just the psychology behind it right josh it's it, when you have that much money you need to bet big in order to even feel the rush of of maybe losing it maybe winning it if a guy like that bets 20 bucks on a parlay on like a five teamer or something like that like 
it's boring. It's not even worth the time to fill out the parlay because that's not it. He's got to feel it. That's, I mean, that's why you see these outrageous bets. Now, if you're Hunter Deckers, I don't think he's in the financial position that one Phil Mickelson is in. So I think, I think that's a little bit tougher of a look. Should, uh, should Hunter Deckers, I mean, should it be over for him in college football? I mean, it, it, if, if, by the way, you know, with the gambling, caveat. I think, it, I think the bigger issue, I don't think, I don't think the, the issue is the gambling necessarily. It's the, it's the using other people's names. Like, it's kind of like the Jim Harbaugh stuff to me, right, Josh? It's like, should Jim Harbaugh get in trouble for buying a burger for somebody? No. Should he get suspended four games? No. Well, should he get suspended for lying or not being forthcoming with the NCAA or with the the powers that be, the authorities that be, for buying the burger? I mean, that that's a different conversation. With Sam Deckers, should he be absolutely cooked for making wagers on sporting events maybe that he wasn't participating in? Uh you know, we can have that discussion. I, I know a lot of people would say no, um, but that's not the question, right? It's should he have been dishonest about it, really, which what he was doing was he was taking the identities of others, opening accounts, and and making bets through false identities, which, of course, suggests I knew I was doing something wrong, so I tried to hide it. And that's that's what's way different. It just feels like they're going to make an example, right, out of Hunter Deckers and these University of Iowa players. I mean, this is sort of the tailor-made opportunity and really, uh, you know, more than a kicker at the University of Iowa. When you're talking about starting quarterback at Iowa State, that is a chance to get everybody's attention, right, when all of a sudden it turns into, no, this is not a slap-on-the-wrist situation if, in fact, the – alleged infractions happen then i think uh, this is the ncaa's chance to where they don't have a lot of jurisdiction right in uh, many other matters at the moment travis this is their chance to say okay you mess around with this and uh here comes the penalty right and no disrespect to your uh iowa hawkeyes uh, or our 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 friends the the cyclones but this isn't it's not going to upset the national movement, right? Like if this was done in the maybe the state of Alabama and all of a sudden you had Auburn and Alabama, like their whole season's about to get turned upside down, that would be a little bit different. If this were the state of Texas going after Texas and Texas A&M and Baylor and Tech and all this, like it would have a different feel to it. But I think it's, like you said, kind of tailor-made to be the example because – you're not you're not having to change around many people's playoff, um, you know, their playoff wagers or their playoff predictions by going after specifically Iowa State. I mean, Iowa I think it's going to have a much better season than Iowa State, but yeah, it's it's low risk, uh, high reward if you're the governing bodies. I'm I'm sort of rooting for, you know, maybe a one year suspension and pay the money back or whatever, whatever, you know, again, if uh, the alleged wagers are true, I just, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around the idea that Hunter Deckers never gets to play college football again. I, I definitely can see the scenario 
where they make him uh, the the example here. But uh, I just, I he made a mistake. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't make a mistake, but I do feel bad for him on some level, Travis. But then again, a lot of yeah. people would say, hey, he knew, he knew, right? The consequence is pretty black and white. Right. I mean, that's because he used other people's accounts. He knew he was doing something wrong. Like, you don't just use other people's accounts for the fun of it. Like, because it doesn't give you an advantage or anything like that to use other people's names. You knew you were doing something wrong. So you have to, you know, you want to do the crime, you got to do the time, right? Like, it just is what it is. And there's no punishment to me that I can look at outside of, you know, like, you know, prison time that as far as his eligibility is concerned, that would be deemed too severe in my mind because, hey, look, you gave up your you, you gave up the ability to get pity from at least Travis Davidson when you willingly started using other people's names to continue to make wagers that you knew you shouldn't have been making in the first place. At that point, it's out of your hands and it's in the authorities' hands and they can really do with your eligibility whatever they want. Hey, speaking of making wagers, is Missouri about to make a wager with Williams Winery? The uh, the new NIL bill out in uh, the state of Missouri basically says, right, non-binding that any commit can start earning name, image, likeness money. Is Missouri, you know, if the decision goes that direction to start next week, are, are they gambling on Winery? Oh, a massive gamble, but... The, you know, the worst case scenario is, you know, you start paying him and he ends up signing with Oklahoma on signing day. But you go back to your boosters, to the people that run your collective, to your fans and say, look, guys, we did everything we could. We've got who most people think is a lame duck coach. You know, we've not been competitive really um, for years. You know, it's. You know, we can't compete with the brand. We can't compete with, you know, the history. We can't compete with even who else is going to be on the team, right? Because williams Winery going to Missouri, that's going to be the opposing offensive coordinator and the opposing offensive line coach. They're going to be chipping them with tight ends. They're going to be sending another running back. They're going to be double and triple teaming the guy. You can't do that against him if he's got David Stone, Jaden Jackson, Nigel Smith, PJ on the other side. Like, you just simply can't do that. So there are so many factors leaning towards OU, if they do take that, like they have to take the gamble, right? Like they have to pay him no matter what because the alternative is you've told your entire fan base, your boosters, the NIL collective, that number one player in the country that happens to be in our own backyard, we're not going to even, we're not going to take the risk. And that's that's a death sentence. With the understanding that this is not a <laughs> probably simple question and answer, from the text line as well, 405, Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439, and out of the 405. Travis, this late in the game with Williams-Winary, what's your take on him? What's your gut feeling? And I would just echo that same question, Travis, on my end. I mean, how are we feeling about this? Where is this thing at? Because you hear all sorts of, you hear all sorts of things on it. Between it being uh, in Oklahoma edge, between it being a Missouri edge, it feels like it's pretty decided at this point that it's between those two. Uh, even uh, the Oregon, Georgia, Tennessee camps, I think, feel that way, Travis. But just generally speaking, what's what's the gut? How are we feeling about this? 
and uh, how confident should Oklahoma fans be? Well, I I have I think we can you know if we need to pull pull some tape. Uh, I think I've been pretty consistent with my confidence saying that Williams Winery will sign with the Oklahoma Sooners in this recruiting process. I still feel that way. Um, you know, the question for me really became. Do we have to flip him from Missouri, or does he just commit to OU outright? I've always leaned to the he commits to OU outright, just because it all the all the factors I just mentioned, you know, about playing with better players, playing for a coach that's not a lame duck, playing for a better program, you know, all, all this, that, and the other. And our NIL offer is very strong. It is it is closer to Missouri's than Georgia or Tennessee's is to ours. So. Um, I think what really may have doomed Missouri in this process was like Fast and the Furious. I think they used their NOS button a little too early. Like winding down to recruitment day, it gave it gave Oklahoma a chance to punch back, and Oklahoma's got a little stronger punch, a little more in the tank than other teams might. So I think when you started, because even even if you just break it down to who's Who's been putting in future cast in Missouri, right? And what's caused all this national, you know, scuttlebutt? You first look at Clint Cosgrove, who's a national guy for rivals. He admits to, you know, national people and on on his on on rivals itself that it was 60-40 Oklahoma, but he felt that Missouri had some momentum, so he put it in. I think a lot of that stemmed from Williams Winery not making it down to the Sooners under the stars with Kamari Moore and Isaiah Mosey, which was just going to be kind of a bonus trip for him anyway, assuming as he's already been to Oklahoma six times. Uh, so a lot of that, the optics, I think, kind of made Missouri people specifically a bit too confident. And then you see, okay, Mason Voth kind of following Clint Cosgrove, like, well, there seems to be some, you know, some some smoke here. Let's go ahead and dive in. All while saying Clint Cosgrove, or all while Clint Cosgrove is saying that OU would still be the pick in his mind, but he's saying things can go, you know, the momentum, the momentum, the momentum. Well, then you see a tease future cast from Gabe DeArmond, who's the head of Power Mizzou, the, the most well-sourced guy on that beat. You see a tease, and then he throws up a bunch of subscription tweets, right? Like, hey, subscribe now, subscribe now, subscribe now. I might put in a future cast. And then he finally does put in a future cast, and he says on his board that, well, you know, I'm not really sure. You know, I, I I like where the Missouri with momentum or the momentum with Missouri is going, but it just happens to be really good for business too because these guys are in the in the business of selling subscriptions, right? So an insider comes out and says that it's good for business for him to put in a future cast. He is. <laughs> That's got to be bad cast. for business, right? I mean, doesn't everybody go running for the hills at that point? Well, but that's the thing. It's, oh, get, put a subscription in. We know something we don't. We've got Missouri fans subscribing to OU accounts to find out about this recruitment. Of course they're subscribing at an alarming rate, at a probably a historic rate, to the Missouri board. So in my mind, they shot their shot. The national, you know, kind of the, the smoke got turned up a lot because of the you know, the optics around the visit that Winery didn't end up making it on. People are saying that he canceled an OV, this, that, and the other. No, he didn't. He was coming down with a couple teammates to a place he's been a ton for an underclassman event. The Sooners Under the Stars event isn't even an event for 2024 guys, and he wasn't going to be there for the weekend anyways when the other 2024 guys showed up. So I think just confusion of the optics gave Missouri a lot of hope. 
I think Oklahoma is the pick down the stretch, and I think that Missouri was really hoping to stay under the radar until decision time where they could make all these big pitches, but the national guys didn't make that possible, kind of got OU a little bit alarmed, and then OU swung back um, and swung back with a big punch. So I expect williams Winery to be a Sooner. Well, I heard Steelman and Thune talking about this recruitment yesterday, and Steely asked the question, okay, where, is, where does this one stack up to Peyton Bowen, to a Jackson Arnold? And uh, Parker said, well, there's something about a Caleb Williams. So let, let's kick that around next. Where, where would this commitment rank, and where does it stack up uh, in terms of some of the recent recruitments for Oklahoma? And then, you know, obviously we're not familiar on the, the Missouri side as much, but I would think for Missouri – this has got to be uh, as high profile uh, of a recruitment as they've been involved in in some time. And Missouri fans, if you're out there listening, feel free to chime in with us. 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Because I'm just, who would be the other names for Missouri that would even be close to this type of recruitment for Winery? But let's uh, let's toss that around. Next, it's the Plank Show, hour number two. We're hanging out today at Cavens Group. Back with you right after this. From Cavens Group, Cavens Group, uh, big partner of the Oklahoma community. We've been uh, saying it all morning long, but over half a million dollars they've given back in the uh, past four and a half years to the Oklahoma community. Roofing repairs, replacement, free inspections, and 24-7, 365 water, fire, mold, and crime scene services available Via Cavens Group, number to call in Norman and Oklahoma City. We say just program it into your phone in case there's an emergency that pops up with mold removal, emergency water extraction, uh, sewage cleanup, you name it. Uh, plug that into your phone for Norman and OKC, 405-573-3048, Tulsa and Stillwater, 918-282-7612. So w- want to dive into biggest sense for Oklahoma and for Missouri, which, you know, as I'm thinking about Missouri, uh, Luther Burden uh, starts to come to mind. But uh, first things first, Connor, you, you've made it in. Everything is okay. How are you? We had to fight hard to get here, but we did it. I Yeah, my battery, I guess my battery went dead overnight, so got some help. And, uh, yeah, made it back. So you have successfully replaced uh, said battery? What What happened? We just had some jumper cables, and I got it going, and we went from there. But, yes, I'm. <laughs> it's been a crazy morning, guys. It's Yeah, that's that's no fun. Apologize. That's, no, 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 no. You have nothing to apologize to me or anybody else for. Uh, these things happen. These things happen. That's no fun, though, when you run into uh, car issues. Do you think this was a an I accidentally left the lights on situation? Uh, possibly, which I, I I never do that. So it's been a long time since I've had to use jumper cables, and believe it or not, I didn't have any on me. So yeah, yeah, it is what it is. What was uh? L- let me clue me in on this portion too. What was your level of panic when the vehicle wouldn't start? Uh, I I, I started shaking, but yeah, I oh, so I, I knew I knew I wasn't gonna make it by nine. So went ahead, texted Drake, got everything uh, figured out. So thanks for Drake for sticking around for a little bit longer. I'm so sorry, man. I'm sorry you had to go <laughs> through that. Good. I know. I know that's no fun. Uh, no fun at all. Williams Winery, biggest for Oklahoma since? What say you, Travis? Biggest recruit for Oklahoma? I mean, Oklahoma's been involved in a bunch of big-time recruitments. 
Is this, I guess, a better way of asking it? Is this larger than Peyton Bowen? Is this larger than Jackson Arnold? Uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's bigger than Caleb Williams. I mean, it's bigger. It's on three has him ranked as the number one player in the entire country. I mean, you've got. I mean, it's at a. It's all along the defensive line, right? Position in need. I mean. I'm not. I don't think it's too crazy to think that it's biggest since like Adrian Peterson type situation. Whoa! Because I mean, we'll just look at the numbers, right? I mean, like Jackson Arnold is is going to be a monster. He's going to be the face of the program. Even Levy has said that. We're all high on him. But from a recruiting win standpoint, like he he crept up into five star status for sure. I know a lot of people like Will Fong said he was the best wide best running back or geez best quarterback in the class. Um, but as far as recruiting wins go, I mean, who's the highest-ranked one? Like Peyton Bowen, some services I think had him at a four, obviously five-star consensus, big-time recruitment win over Oregon and Notre Dame. But he wasn't the number-one-ranked player in the country by anybody. Uh, I believe probably Caleb Downs made it as the number-one player in the country at the position on most services. You look back, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, was Lincoln Riley's second choice behind Brock Vandegrift. So, I mean, like there are – this is this would be a historical win from simply a rankings perspective. So, yeah, yeah, I'm willing to put it up there in the Pantheon. Well, and given the position, right, you know, anybody along the defensive line, defensive tackle and uh, edge types, just because of where Oklahoma's going to the SEC and – we know defensively, let's just call it what it is, it's not been great year after year after year at Oklahoma. There's been it's not all been bad, believe it or not. You know, there's been a season or two where Oklahoma led the the Big Twelve recently in, in scoring, and I say recently, but you're probably uh <laughs> dipping back a few years for, for recently, right, in that regard anymore. But it's uh it's not all been horrible defensively for Oklahoma the last ten, fifteen, however many years you want to go back, right? But uh, it hasn't been to the Oklahoma standard in large part. And, of course, last year it wasn't good for Oklahoma. It was, uh, it was really bad for the, for the most part for Oklahoma a season ago. So all of those factors coming together, yeah, probably lends itself to where, you know, it's take your pick. Tough to say that it's, you know, bigger, badder than that recruitment. But, yeah, I mean, it's in a lot of people's mind, going to rank right up there as important or or more. I mean, what about Caleb Williams? Is it more important for Oklahoma than that? I mean, if if under the scenario Caleb Williams had stayed, right? Let's let's play that hypothetical game. Well, I mean, knowing what we know now, you know, it's hard to tell. I mean, of course, the guy that's going to win probably back to back Heisman's go number one. Like, yes, that's a that's a wildly important player to have on the team, but. But we didn't know all that would happen at the time of his commitment. I mean, when you look at just the highest-ranked recruits of all time in in the recruiting era, going back to, what, 01, Caleb Williams is the third highest-ranked behind Rhett Bomar and Adrian Peterson. If we land williams Winery and his numerical rating does not change, then williams Winery will be second to only Adrian Peterson as the highest-ranked recruit in OU history. So, like, I know we aren't, you know, competing with, you know, well, I guess we are competing with Georgia for him, but, like, the head-to-head Missouri guy out of Kansas City, like, 
it doesn't for some reason it, it doesn't get the hype of of like a quarterback position or something like that. But don't get it twisted. If we land Williams Winery on Monday and his rating doesn't change, he will be the second highest ranked recruit of all time, considering the recruiting era. Yeah, that's massive. I mean, that's crazy. So f- from the Missouri perspective, then. This this is, yeah, right to the top of the list for them. I mean, really for both, as we're pointing out here, when you start tossing around names like Adrian Peterson and Caleb Williams and on and on and on, that puts it into perspective from just a recruiting standpoint, right? But let's uh, let's just generally speaking to some degree forget about the rankings just, just a tad, right? Not just the overall top recruits, but just kind of from the standpoint of, hey, this is a five-star recruit, and uh, obviously could be an instant impact guy for anywhere he winds up choosing. But for Missouri, historically they're not in the mix for a a bunch of players like this, right? Luther Burden uh, is a name that comes to mind. Uh, The text line from the 314, Tony Van Zant from St. Louis in the uh, 80s, a highly touted back. Uh, A couple of folks have pointed out on the text line, Travis Doriel, Green Beckham. I mean, this would be, for Missouri, as big as any of those oh oh yes it'd be bigger than all of those i mean like i said it's i mean if you put rating aside this is none of those players were the number one considered by anybody as the number one player in the entire country in the nil era i mean overtures from again georgia tennessee oregon all these like and for Missouri to be as down as they currently are, that's also got to be taken into perspective, right, Josh? It's this team is coming off three seasons of, uh, or probably longer than that, of 500 or below football. This program has not been a factor in the SEC as far as Williams Winery has probably been following college football. And this, this win would mean, I mean, would be absolutely seismic, maybe enough to uh, get uh, drink another uh, another year of job security, which I'm I would be shocked if he's around after this season. Yeah, he. Uh, well, what about that? Let's let's discuss that angle next because as we talk hashtag flip season and uh, the the name image likeness component to this, I mean people are speculating already. What if he chooses Missouri and then flips later? Uh, the the head coaching portion of this i mean could that this season itself could that factor in let's discuss it next plus we've got a question on the text line as well about is winery as good or better than this player and we'll share it with you next it's the plank show wrapping up our number two next from cabins group back with you it's the plank show right here home of sooner fans hanging out today like we do on thursdays from cabins group Cavens Group, just plug that number into the phone book. We keep telling you, don't don't put yourself in a situation to where you are unprepared if an emergency situation arises. 405-573-3048 in Norman or Oklahoma City. Tulsa and Stillwater, 918-282-7612. The, uh, the numbers that you want to program in, again, for any of their emergency services, such as mold removal emergency water extraction, emergency sewage cleanup, trauma, crime scene, tear gas, biohazard cleanup, meth lab cleanup. They've, they've just started helping with meth inspections. Uh, emergency board ups, tornado and storm damage, emergency response, smoke and fire damage cleanups, uh, hoarding cleanup, and haul away and structural emergencies. So 
How about this? Somebody uh, asked about Winery. They were curious, where does he stack up? And they wanted to know, is this a Jadavian Clowney type, a Robert Kandici type out of the uh, 405? What do you think, Travis? Where where does Winery stack up to those types of historic names? Let's just say Jadavian Clowney. I mean, he's right up there. I mean, it's when when you get into the um, kind of the upper echelon of of these guys, they're all gonna kind of be up there. Jadavion Clowney, as far as his like two four seven ranking, I mean, he was number one player according to two four seven um, in the composite and just in two four seven. I mean, he was literally the perfect recruit. He was Arch Manning levels without the Manning last name one point zero 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 so i mean that is an all across the industry rating so you know winery would land below that but when you're talking about the best player across the an entire industry you know that's that's pretty lofty company so he's going to be below that um but not by much do we need to some point today or tomorrow do we, do we need to do the prepping for Monday in case things go wrong segment with williams Winery? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> well, I'm not on air next week till Wednesday, so y'all can prep all you want. And if, uh, if, if <laughs> things go south, then, uh, I will, I will be safe, uh, from the airwaves because you know what? <clears throat> David Hicks Day, I was on air and I took the brunt of that. And when Peyton Bowen committed to Oregon initially, I was on air for that. I wasn't even on air for when he flipped back to OU. I didn't get any of the fun. So, you know, I might I might be avoiding uh, disaster by not being on air Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday could yeah, be Tuesday. Uh, interesting on the ref. Hour number three, top five stories of the day next, right here on the Home of Student Fans.